if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I don't think they heard that. All right, now we're live. Okay, now we're live. All right. Okay. Nobody heard that, so that was good. Nobody heard anything that I said just five seconds ago. But uh, it's Final Four. It is the last day of March, so that means the Final Four is actually going to be in April, which, you know, it all counts the same, I suppose. Uh, the Final Four that everybody's talking about, oh, it's all the Blue Bloods. I'd rather look at this from a matchup perspective and the current rosters as they're constructed. I don't want to hear about, uh, you know, the guy that sits on the Duke sideline. I don't want to hear about that. Um, I think I think that John Shire, the, yeah, the head coach of the Blue Devils, John Shire. Um, I think the the theme of this Final Four is probably should be more about um, the fact that first of all, the ACC has two of the four teams. Yeah. Second of all, it happens to be Duke, North Carolina. Third, everybody thought, including myself and many others, that North Carolina was dead two months ago, and. Yeah. I guess we're here. And Villanova, yeah. a team that we were very much up and down on all season, they're here. And Kansas, kind of a under the radar, kind of overshadowed by Baylor a little bit before Baylor had some injury issues. Yeah. Uh, and Kansas, a team that I think that you and I both were like, I don't think they're that good, like two months ago. So Right. Um, yeah, but, I mean, you look at Kansas's path, we talked about how it was probably one of the easiest for a one seed. Um, you know, they got it done as a one seed. So props to them. Um, it's still hard to get to the final four regardless. Um, but yeah, I, you know, North Carolina, you talk about, you know, people were talking about them not even being in it, being in the tournament. Um, I feel like that win at Duke kind of sparked this team. Um, they, they've definitely peaked at the right season or at the right time of the season. So, um, yeah, everybody's going to be all over this Duke North Carolina game. I mean, apparently people like Eric Church are canceling concerts so he can go to the game. So uh, it's it's going to be a fun game. Um, and, and I think the big keys for North Carolina is you know Brady Manick and the way that he's been shooting the ball. Uh, I saw that he's shooting forty four percent in the tournament from three right now uh, against the two games against Duke. Uh, he's eleven for twenty in those those two games. Um, that they've already played. So I think he's going to be a big, big factor. And, and how well, you know, R.J. Davis and Caleb Love play. Um, they struggled when Duke came to North Carolina. Uh, I, I, they were 7 of 21 from the field. Um, Davis had 11 points, and Caleb Love had 8 points in that first matchup. So uh, they, they've definitely been playing better. They both have had 30-point games in the tournament. So those guys are going to be a big factor. I just don't know, um, you know, with with Coach K's last hurrah, if it's going to be enough um, because Duke was absolutely embarrassed at home in that last game. So I think that's going to be a big factor. Yeah, I almost think that Duke players are kind of, I don't know if scared is the right word, but I think that they're a little bit worried about ruining this because if you look at their quotes from today, 
like Bonchero and Wendell Moore and those guys saying stuff like, oh, it's just another game. It's just we don't care who we play. We're going to bring the same mentality. But also, it's not just another game. It's not even close to just another game. Your narcissistic <laughs> head coach made this all about himself, <laughs> and it's a big thing about his farewell tour BS, which he, he'll say, oh, it's not about – me having a storybook ending. It's about wanting to coach again. BS, shut up. Yeah. What an idiot. Uh, but the thing with North Carolina is that nobody had them penciled in for a quote-unquote quality win until February 19th. They beat Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech. Now, crazy. looking elsewhere on their schedule, I know Michigan was bad in December, but they obliterated Michigan. So I think people would look at that and be like, that's a good win. I wouldn't consider that much of a good win. It was a home game for them. It was in December. It was when Michigan was at their worst. You know me, games in December don't matter. That's a big 10 ACC challenge. It's a big spectacle, big deal. Doesn't matter. Um, But, yeah, I mean, then after that, they didn't really have any more. I mean, they beat Syracuse. That was an overtime win at Chapel Hill. That's not that impressive. They beat Duke, which was the big one, like you said, the one that got them over the hump to where they were. And then they beat Virginia, which, again, not an impressive one with what Virginia was this season. They lost to Virginia Tech. So, really, two quality wins going into the tournament North Carolina had. So, I mean, that's why people thought of them that way. But everybody knew that their lineup was good. It just wasn't working. Right. And it seems like they've they've been, since the Duke game, they've been relying heavily on starters. Um, You know, it's those five. um, I think that, you know, another guy might get off the bench. Uh, two, they play what two other guys maybe, um, so I, I I think that they've kind of you know scaled back uh, how many guys they have playing. They're relying on you know their starters. Uh, I I saw that they had uh, had in the second game against Duke, they had uh, their bench only played a combined fourteen minutes. So um, you know, I think, like I said, I think the the development of Davis and Love has been a lot better, and you know, they they but they have to defend because Duke, as a team, I mean, they just have a bunch of guys. They got five guys that have scored in double figures in the in three of the first four games of the tournament. Uh, Bonchero has looked really good lately, um, so they're going to have to play well against those guys. I don't I, like I said I just don't I don't know if North Carolina has it in them to beat Duke in this game. I think everything's up against them, uh, considering the fact that they did beat them at Cameron Indoor to finish the season. This is a Duke team that doesn't want to lose to them again. Um, but I don't know. I I feel like yeah. matchups are really going to matter. I don't know what they what they do against Bonchero. I think Duke. I, I like when Duke runs the Bonchero at the five lineup because it really allows him to kind of control a little bit more. I know Mark Williams is tremendous when he's playing, but I don't know. I don't know how big of an impact that matchup will have in this game. Like Bonchero versus Baycott when Bonchero is playing the five is going to be very interesting to see if Paolo is going to try to make more shots rather than going inside on him. So I don't know. Yeah, And I think in that second game, Bonchero was held to, to, well, no, he wasn't held. Uh, They held AJ Griffin to like five points, I think, but. Yeah. I think he had like 27, 27, yeah, 23, 20, 23. Those games. Yeah. So 10 for 26 from the, or 11 for 26 from the field though. Yeah. Griffin had five. Unlike so. Egbaji, he thinks that he's a star. So yeah. Um, so he's not afraid I mean, to shoot the ball. <laughs> Armando Baycott was 10 for 11 with 23 points against Duke in that game. So he was big time. 
Yeah. Um, and the game, it wasn't like, you know, it was 41 to 39 Duke at the half. And then going into the uh, last 10 minutes of the game, it was 61 59 Duke. So they were up with 10 minutes to go. And then North Carolina outscored them 35 to 20 to finish the game. So they kind of took the game over. I mean, they had four guys with 20 points or more. Uh, pretty much yeah. the expected guys, Davis and Love, Manic and and Baycott. They didn't play very many guys off the bench. Dontre Styles has been pretty important for them off the bench recently. Puff Johnson gets a few minutes. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how the benches are because I don't think the benches for either of these teams are like that important. Um, right. I mean, because right. you look at what Duke has off the bench. Jeremy Roach was big time in the tournament. He was big time against North Carolina in that last game. So, He'll be important, but they don't need him to be like a guy that takes the game over. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I we'll make and a pick. Love wasn't team. Love wasn't great in that that game, uh, that second game. Um, I mean, he had twenty two points, but twelve of those came yeah. on the line. Yeah. So, uh, him from the field was not that good. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it, that's going to matter. I mean. If if North Carolina can get to the line, if uh, you know their guards can continue to play as good as they are, and if Manic can go, you know, five of ten, six of ten, like he has against them, um, North Carolina will make it a game. Um, but I, I, I still I I have Duke winning this game and covering. So yeah, I kind of I I feel the same way. Um, I think Duke wins this game. I don't think that North Carolina is going to be able to keep up. I think with the way that Duke's been shooting the ball and the way that North Carolina really isn't great defensively, but I feel like their matchups could be good. Like mm-hmm. I think that they have guys that like Leaky Black's a really good defender. I don't know what he'll do. Uh, I, I do worry about the guards for North Carolina because of the size. Um, right. Because you look at Duke's guards and like Wendell Moore 6'5", uh, Griffin 6'6", Roach is only 6'1". Keels is six four, so I mean those are big guards. And North Carolina's guards, I mean, love six four. So that's good, but Davis only six foot. Yeah. So I mean that's going to be a big factor there as well. But also the thing that makes up for them having smaller guards, North Carolina is Baycott six ten, Manic six nine, and Black six eight. So yeah. they have the wing length that you need. So I think in terms of size matchups, like North Carolina is fine outside of the guards that you worry about a little bit. But if Roach is playing. The minutes he's been playing, he started against Arkansas over Trevor Keels, so that'll be important. I think Keels is going to be an X factor in this game because if he's not making shots for Duke off the bench, their offense becomes different because some of the games that they've played in this tournament that have been close when they've shot well, Keels is not really doing anything. So that'll be a factor. He was uh, he was four for nine from the field against uh, Arkansas, which isn't bad, but one for four from three. You're kinda, you want him there to make threes. And he didn't do that. And then you look at him against uh, against Ar- uh, against Texas Tech, zero points, 0 for 3 from the field. So, I mean, if he's making shots, they'll be in a much better spot. Uh, he did have 12 against Michigan State, 1 for 2 from 3. So they need him to make shots. Griffin, same thing. Those two got to make shots. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think North Carolina needs to approach this game differently than they approached the, the last matchup of the season that they won because Duke is – you know, making everything now. Yeah, like, and, and they can't go into it thinking, oh, you know, we just beat them on their home court and, you know, we can run over them. Um, they're going to have to bring all their game um, to win this. So, 
Yeah, I mean it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, it can't be. Hey, our offense is uh, Love and Davis sitting outside the three, chucking them up. I agree, and I think one thing that you think about with this is that they didn't really have a any sort of no disrespect to St. Peter's, but it really wasn't a hard matchup for them going into this game. Maybe that's right. something that's worried about a little bit. Right. Uh, their road to this has not been easy. I mean, Marquette just – they obliterated him. Marquette didn't show up. But Baylor, that was a hell of a game. UCLA, hell of a game. Mm-hmm. And then St. Peter's. So they kind of went from playing a no-show to two great games to a no-show into this. And Duke, on the other side, uh, Cal State Fullerton, that game was a joke. Michigan <laughs> State is not a good team. And right. they stayed around with them, I guess. And Texas Tech and Arkansas were both heavyweight bouts. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, uh, let's uh, let's shift gears to the other game, talk a little bit about Duke, North Carolina at the end. Uh, Kansas, Villanova, Bill Self, Jay Wright, um, probably the game that's going to be overshadowed, I would say, by the other one, by a significant amount, even though I think yeah. this will be a good game. I think this game will be closer than the other one. I think it can be a good game. I think it, it really depends, uh, you know, with, with Justin Moore being out. Um, what Villanova plays, what six guys, five guys basically. I think they played seven in their last game, and one guy played two minutes. Arch Diacono played two yeah. minutes, yeah. yeah. So, um, and that's not the good Arch Diacono, that's his brother, <laughs> yeah. So, they're gonna have to slow this game down, they're gonna have to make it, you know, their pace of play, uh, kind of like that Houston game where you know, a 50 to 44 game. I don't think we're gonna get that, but uh. They're they're gonna have to have to slow it down and and make sure that their guys are are I want to say well rested, but you know they can't they can't play at Kansas's up and down speed. I think they're very capable of slowing the game down. Yeah, like, I think they they can do that. It, right, they proved it against Houston. I mean, Houston's not a fast team by any means. Um, and and I was looking into the Creighton Kansas game, and Creighton only played six guys. Uh, they had three guys that played 40 minutes and another guy that played 38. So uh, it can be done. I mean, Creighton is not anywhere near as good as Villanova, and they stayed in that game. I mean, a seven-point game. So I think that Villanova has a chance. I just don't know if they can they can run long enough to stay with them. So One thing I worry about with, with Villanova is that the four teams they've beaten to get here – are all ranked outside of the top 200 in adjusted tempo on Ken Palm. Kansas is 61st, yeah. so they're not overly fast, but right. fast enough. So but, that'll be right, interesting. but that's how they're going to want to play the game, right? I mean, they're they're going to want to play against you know Villanova's uh, strength. Is, they have they, to. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think that's that's going to be a big part of it. I think that Nova can stay in the game. I just don't know if they'll have enough legs towards the end of the game. Yeah, that's a concern. Um, I think Igbaji is the key for Kansas in this game. If he's aggressive early, um, I don't know who they're going to match up with him. I would think that given the uh, length of the bench for Kansas and the amount of guys they've played some minutes, um, I assume that you got a lineup where Igbaji's the two because they've been going Christian Brown, Dewan Harris is the one, Brown at the three pretty much, Igbaji at the two, Wilson at the four, and McCormick at the five. Now, for Villanova, 
they're pretty much going to be slotting in Caleb Daniels in the lineup. So in that case, you're running six, six, three, six, four, six, seven, six, seven, six, eight. So you can you can get a guy with some length on on Igbaj if you want. I think Daniels will probably be the guy that guards him unless they go brown and they go with a lengthier matchup like a uh, like a Slater on Igbaji. Uh, mm-hmm. because they have like they have guys that are lighter but they also like every single player on Villanova looks like a football player. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. just what it is. And yeah. um I think that that'll be a big key if they can get aggressive against Igbaji instead of him getting aggressive with them and he's been known to come out and not play the way he should. He did that against Miami. And I don't think it's going to fly. I don't think it's going to help or I don't think it's going to work for Kansas as well if he comes out that slow against Villanova. Because Villanova, they're only going to have five guys playing pretty much, but they can still slow the game down. They can rebound. They proved that against Houston. They had no issues rebounding against Houston. And that was in a game where Houston's a team that gets offensive rebounds. They were missing every single shot in that game. So they were not getting offensive rebounds either. Right. And and if anything, uh, you know, you got to think that Jay Wright can easily outcoach Bill Self. Yeah, I mean, please. So. Jay Wright um, is head and shoulders above any other coach at the Final <laughs> Four right now. Like, it's not yeah. close. Like, I don't care what anybody says about accolades and all that stuff. He's a – yeah, it's not even close. Who's won more recent championships than him? Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. and Bill Self's a cheating fraud, and the, <laughs> the nameless coach for Duke is a loser. And <laughs> yeah. Hubert's just – he's new to this, you know, and uh, we'll see. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Remy Martin's been huge back for Kansas. Um, he, he's been their leading scorer, and I think – three of the four games in the tournament. So uh, we'll see how he comes out, if he's still playing well. Um, I, I know Him versus Gillespie is going to be huge because when yeah. DeWan Harris comes out, they bring Ruby Martin in. I want to see how Gillespie plays against him. I mean, Gillespie was not good against Houston. I think it says a lot about this Villanova te- team that they were able to beat Houston, hold them to 44. I know Houston missed a lot of shots. Yeah, one for 20 from three. Yeah, well, I mean <laughs> – and, and some of those that's not were, a lot. Some of those were good looks too. That's a ton. It's, it's weird. I guess <laughs> yeah. they were due to miss a lot, but um, yeah, Villanova. We'll see. Playing five guys is is going to be interesting to see. I think if Jermaine Samuels is aggressive and it gets to the rim, like he made a couple of big shots late against Houston, I think that'll help them. I'm not. I think people will look at this matchup and say that McCormick is going to be a concern, but like. There's no big that has proven they can you know, dominate Villanova. Like it doesn't matter the height advantage. And McCormick's only two inches taller than uh, than Dixon. So I'd like to see a big prove that they can do this against uh, Villanova before I say, well, they got a guy that's six eight playing the five. So right, right. Shift gears on that, and uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't know how. Uh, Jay Wright approaches the offense in this game. I think they'll probably just run most of the stuff they usually run, which is like just keep passing the ball, unselfishness, getting guys open. There's always a guy open. Kansas's defense is uh, 18th in the country in adjusted efficiency. Villanova is 17th. Offensively, Kansas 7th, Villanova 9th. And then uh, the other, I, I guess other than tempo, the other stat that you kind of view for this game and you look at it like, okay, this could help one team over another, is the fact that Villanova does get their shot blocked a lot. And the 318th in block percentage in their offense, Kansas's defense is 76. So I don't know if that's going to factor into this because you do have the size disadvantage for Villanova 
overall in a lot of games. Right. But I don't think that's going to be a factor because they just have a bunch of wings now. Uh, I think I think Daniels is 6'4", Moore was 6'4". Flip them, it's pretty much the same uh, height. I mean, Moore's a better player, but Daniels is you know more than capable of being a, a good player for them. Now, the thing with Villanova in late games is they don't miss free throws. So you really don't want to be in a close game with them because, like, literally they don't miss free throws because I think they're – were they like a point percentage, a percentage point away from like the all-time record in free throw percentages? A team, I mean, it's ridiculous. They're wow. way ahead of everybody. 83% from the line. The second best team in the country is 80.7. So you don't want to be in a close game with them because think about this. Villanova's first in free throw percentage in the country. This, the other final 14 that's close to them is North Carolina at 30 and then you got to go way down. Duke is 108th in free throw percentage. Or wait, no, Duke is 93rd. And then Kansas is 164th. Wow. So if this is like a 60-60 game, or let's say Villanova's up two with a minute left, you're fouling them. You can foul anybody. They're not going to miss. Yeah. So yeah. that's something Bill Self might lose sleep over, and that'd be a shame. <laughs> I'd like to see how many free throws Villanova's missed in the tournament. So they were 15 for 15 against Houston. They missed two against Michigan, which seems like a lot. <laughs> they missed three against Ohio State. Jeez, what are they doing? Okay, yeah, they've missed six free throws in four games as a team, which I wish Illinois could even. I was going to say, that. Illinois, that's one game for them. It's like a half, like six for 12 at the half. True. true. So it's weird to think about. But uh, if, if you're going to trust any coach to win a game that nobody expects them to win, it, it would be Jay Wright and Villanova. I mean, what are they, 19 and three in the last six tournaments? I mean, they just don't lose very often. They have guys that have been there. Like, I don't think any team left has those guys that have been there and done that in the way that Villanova does. Right. And I know everyone's like, oh, this is a culture week. Who cares? I mean, that's just an overused word. I know it means something. Culture week, huh? Like all these programs are about culture and stuff. And it's like, okay. I mean, I get what they're trying to say. I think the three biggest program cultures that everybody brings up is Villanova, Houston, and Baylor. So I guess that that means you have to be a coach that takes over a program when they suck and then have a lot of success and then you're a culture program. So congrats to Villanova on that. Uh, but after saying everything that I've said about Villanova, I think Kansas wins this game by three. So it sucks. Okay. You know, Villanova going down. Unfortunate. the more injury changed a lot. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it's going to be interesting to see because Kansas is definitely going to have a way harder matchup in Villanova no matter what than what they've had in this tournament. And Villanova is going to have a harder matchup in Kansas than anything they've seen probably. I mean, Houston was awful against them. So, you know, you can't really say that, that was a really hard matchup because Houston was awful. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I got Kansas winning this by 10. I, I, I just think that they're going to pull away uh, late in the second half. And you know, I just don't have any, any faith in Villanova hanging around with uh, Kansas late in the game. So. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't. I'm not going to disrespect the name 
of Jay Wright, the villain of a basketball program. Understandable. So I think that they'll keep it close. Uh, what is your rooting interest in terms of a matchup for the national championship? What do you want to see? Uh, I'd like to see Villanova get there. I don't know if they can. Um, I, I zero part of me wants to see Duke Kansas, so I would have to go with North Carolina Villanova. And everybody knows it's gonna be Duke Kansas. That's what everybody wants, right? It's gonna um, happen. So we gotta hope that that means that's not what everybody's getting. See, I'd have much less of a problem with Duke if they didn't have that guy sitting on the sideline, I think. Um, So if he wasn't there, they seem like a likable team, a lot of talent, NBA guys left and right. Uh Uh, But, you know, and and Bill Self's hair is just horrible to look at. (laughs) So that's that's one part as to why you don't want to see him there. That's true. That's true. But uh, we'll see. I mean, it – should be an interesting Saturday. Uh, I don't know why these games are on TBS. What the hell is CBS doing? Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing just because they. I don't know. I mean, it's ridiculous. I it really it. is. I don't. I don't understand. It should be nationally televised. Let everybody watch the game. So they have CBS weekend. News and uh, some sort of Whitney Houston bull bleep. <laughs> like, okay. seriously, what are we doing here? And then a rerun of the equalizer. So, the hell. I mean, seriously, guys, get it together, get a grip. I'm assuming it's Nance on the call. Figure Rapid it out. Speed. I'm glad we get to listen to Grant Hill, like, he's going to be unbiased. That'll be great. Um, <laughs> True. So, I mean, True. these are Villanova colored pins, by the way. Villanova throwback color pins. You're so, going all in with Nova, huh? Villanova, my guys. Hopefully, I can get it done. Um, okay, let's go with this scenario. If if Duke loses North Carolina, what player on North Carolina is the biggest reason why? What was that? If Duke loses to North Carolina, yeah, what North Carolina player is the biggest reason why that happened? I want to say I want to say Manic because I've said it like seventeen times, but I'm going to say Baycott. I'm going to say he he needs to have one of his best games. Um, he rebounded the ball really well uh, in their last game. Um, he's a he's a double double machine, almost as good at as getting a double double as Kofi Coburn. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to say that Baycott's going to be the reason they win if they win. I'm going to say Caleb Love. I think if he's making those shots he was making against UCLA, Fair. that uh, yes. you know he's a, a big time talent coming out. Maybe a one and done guy when he came out hasn't gone that way. Uh, yeah. But lengthy guard, I think him versus Wendell Moore or. A.J. Griffin, whoever he's up against, is going to be a really, really good matchup. If I were Hubert Davis, I would put Leaky Black on uh, on uh, A.J. Griffin because that's height yeah. advantage, and he can guard just about anybody. And that's why I wonder if that's who guarded him in that second game because A.J. Griffin played terrible, apparently. 
Well, if Roach starts, you go Roach versus Davis. That's obvious. Now mm-hmm. then you have do you go Love versus Moore and then Black versus Griffin? And then you have Manic versus Bonchero and Baycott versus Williams because Manic doesn't have the length, I don't think, to guard Mark Williams. So if Bonchero's the five, you have Baycott on him because they do have that lineup that they run. But when Williams is at the five and he's going to start, you have Baycott yeah. on him. So True, yeah. I think Manic's got the experience and toughness. Say, to I was going to say, do you think he can handle him? I think that they're not going to run it that much and long enough to where – because the guy on the sideline doesn't really do very much coaching, so – True. Yeah. Um, True. Yeah, they'd probably just throw Bonchero back at the five after the first media timeout and, you know, see what happens. <laughs> uh, okay, on the flip side for Duke, if Duke wins, biggest reason? Uh, I, I think it's going to – I really think it's going to be Bonchero. Um, he's, he's led the team in scoring in all but, you know, one game in the tournament. Uh, the one game that he didn't, A.J. Griffin, you know, I think outscored him by two. So I think, and I think Bonchero is going to play like this is his time to prove he should be the number one overall pick. So I'm going to go Trevor Keels. I think if he's making shots, you know that Never Duke's probably in good hands. So, I mean, yeah, he hasn't been scoring very much. If he's scoring, then, I mean, you know, it's probably a wrap if I had to guess. Okay, last thing on the flip side of the other game, if Kansas beats Villanova, what player biggest reason go? I think it's Agbaji. I think that he needs to play like he's, you know, the guy. Uh, he did it in the second half of their last game. Uh, in the first half, you probably wouldn't have known he was on the floor. So I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with Remy Martin. I think if Remy Martin's scoring it the way he was scoring in the first three games of this tournament where he had 20-plus, yeah, I mean, I, he's he's a big reason why they were able to hang on and beat Providence. He was really, yeah. really good against Creighton. So if Remy Martin's playing well, I think Kansas is a completely different team. And I think him not being there or doing anything uh, during the a couple months ago is probably a big reason why we didn't believe in Kansas very much. So uh, Villanova. Uh, Colin Gillespie. All right. Easy chalk pick for you, huh? I'm going <laughs> to go with uh, Jermaine Samuels. Um yeah, just a big linebacker type, gets to the rim, can score, and uh, why not, you know? I mean, I think that whoever guards him for Kansas is going to have a lot of trouble with that, um, but we'll see. Uh, so we both have Kansas-Duke National Championship, which is very unfortunate, but it just seems that that's the way it's going to shake out. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll see what happens. I assume that we will – Probably try to do some sort of national championship preview, review situation, whatever that is. I know last year I think we did uh, Monday early before the national championship preview and then a game recap right after the game because the game was so boring. So I don't know if we'll do the same setup this year. We'll figure that out uh, in terms of national championship, and hopefully the matchup doesn't stink. So – Go Nova, go North Carolina. Actually, I don't even really care at this point. Whatever, even though the whole Duke thing does. <laughs> Give me some good basketball. That's all I want. Yep, that is all you want. Uh, all right, we'll be back a couple days. National Championship, Final Four tomorrow. Goodbye.